This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. And now the end is near. Well, if it isn't, it's probably arrived with my singing like that. Good evening, good night, good morning, good afternoon, good day, goodbye. Hello, how are you all? It is our last Premier League show for at least 12 months. It's uh, you've got got to sort of just wipe away a little tear, haven't you? all those, all those fans that we're going to miss from from clubs that we've got to know over the year. You know the uh, the Liverpool fans, the Newcastle fans. They haven't changed at all, have they? Um, and the Forest fans. I mean, no, we're not going to miss them at all, are we? Yeah, <laughs> we've got Coventry fans to uh, have a bit of banter with next season. Proper rivals, proper rivals. None of this bloody tree hugging shite. But uh, welcome along. <coughs> Excuse me. 
I need a fag. This is Lester Till I Die TV, uh, LTID TV, live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you for joining us and watching. Please join in with the comments. Uh, you are most welcome, and we'll be bringing as many of them up as we can. If you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, whether that be Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, Podcast Addict, many, many, many more. And now, of course, we've got YouTube podcasts as well. You are welcome along. Thank you for lending me your ears. And if you want to listen to us or catch us up on your uh, smart speaker, just purely ask it to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. And you get me and Brad with, you don't, I mean, the, the loss is that you uh, don't see our beautiful faces. The gain is that you don't see our beautiful faces. So it's up to you. Uh, and you can follow us on all our socials, as you can see there. Uh, you'll find us LTID TV or Lester Till I Die TV, one or other. And uh, you, you will be able to find us. Uh, I've got to say, first of all, a big, huge, huge, huge thank you. Um, I'm as, it's as huge as I can be um, to Steve Smart, who becomes our 14th and latest member. Um, we are getting closer <coughs> Excuse me, to the figure when we can actually do um, just member-only shows next season. Really looking forward to that. Steve, again, mate. Thank you so very much. You said that you would do it. You have done it, and I really do appreciate it. Uh, James is in. Uh, evening, Chris. Uh, how are you, James? Um, obviously, a huge big fan of Everton, or as we call them, you know, Lucky Bastards FC. But welcome along, James, as always. Always a pleasure to have you in. Uh, and as he says there, please do hit the likes and subscribe. Um, Luke is in. Good evening, Luke. How are you? Um, jolly good evening, jolly good evening, Highfield. You've obviously got used to the uh, the thought of us playing Rotherham away, unlike Gorinda. So welcome along, mate. And again, you joined the other day. Thank you so very much, Steve. As I've just said, thank you so very much, Steve. Uh, let's get depressed looking back at the season. Uh, the thing is, you know, like you know, like last season's Eurovision, we had to wait until get to the public vote for the English entry because or British entry because we were actually near the top. You're going to have to wait for the Leicester entry because of the other end, we're near the bottom. Um, what happened to James that done Saturdays and the other guy? What happened to Jamie that done Sundays and the other guy? I've no idea what you're on about, Facebook user, but do you need to put your name at the end of your comment or, or it doesn't get run out? Uh, I mean, a lot of people have gone away for the holidays. Uh, it's just me and Brad whose sad lives means we've got nothing better to do. So we're here all day. He's nodding away to me in the background. And as Jane says, look, he's definitely an understatement. Yes, well, look, look. At the end of the day, in a, if roles are reversed, uh, I wouldn't give a shit, to be honest with you. So I don't blame you. Look, can I just say, uh, let, let me welcome my guest in. There's only one way I can welcome him in. Um, if I'm honest with you, I've thought about it. And I thought, you know, we've, we've had the hallelujah and, and all of that, of course. Um, I'm going to introduce him with this. That's how many times you agreed with Jordan Blackwell the other night, mate. I know, I feel a little bit sick. Yeah, I know. Nice. It's not nice. I'm all disagreeing. You know what it tells you when the chips are down, you all see everything for what it truly is. Yes. Finally, he's, stopped, he's finally learned to copy my own work. <laughs> Funny thing is, though, he went first. 
Yeah, because I gave him the answers earlier. Ah, that's what it is. Well, just one more. He time. said, Brad, don't humiliate me tonight with your superior knowledge of this club. <laughs> didn't you, Jordan? You know you did, didn't he? Can I just say once more? I'm not trying to clutch he wants to know How many times Jordan and Brad agreed on player ratings last night? Nine, 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 nine. There we go. <laughs> that is going to be saved and used very, very often. Uh, this is Leicester Till I Die. Welcome along. We're going to be looking at the 2022-23 Premier League season. And as you can see there, there's ratings across the bottom. So let me just uh, bring this up. There we go. And this is how we're going to do it. So basically, we're going to bring it up team by team. Um, we will have a look at... Um, we're starting at the top and working our way down to the bottom. That way we, we, we can put off talking about Leicester as long as possible. Uh, we're going to have a look at their final league position. We're going to have a look where, how where I predicted them to finish. And yes, there's some embarrassing ones in there. But there's also... I wasn't too far off with a few of them. I've got to be honest with you. And then Brad is going to assess what he thinks of their season. Whether it's yuck, uh, meh, good or awesome. Now, obviously, for somebody like a team like one of the big six, say Man City, whatever, without giving anything away, they were pretty much where we would expect them. So they don't get necessarily get an awesome. But uh, look, we'll go through it. You'll get the idea as we go along. Um, first of all, though, I see that Sam Allardyce has um, left Leeds, Brad. Yeah, shock horror. Yeah, I just wonder. I just wonder. I mean... It's him or Philip Schofield at the moment. The two are out of a job. <laughs> oh, correct. No. <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know what... I don't believe it. I don't know what you mean. They are both out of a job. They're both good at, you know, looking after, you know, young men running around... Oh, just Maybe we could live without the wisecracks. I think we should. <laughs> Here we go, Brad. Let's start with Manchester City before I get the lawyers on to me. Um, right, look, they finished first. I predicted them to finish first. Uh, it wasn't looking like that, which is possibly why I think you've probably gone for good uh, rather than meh, because at one point it looked like they might struggle this season. Or not struggle, but struggle for them. Yeah, it did. But then the way it unfolded out, Chris, they went from a team that was eight points behind that were being laughed at because they were relying on one man and there was meme after meme of Haaland going 37 minutes or, you know, 90 minutes. It was, you know, showing signs of, you know, Mockery, that's a form of flattery because he just took it all in his stride. Mm. Um, well, we obviously know exactly who's following next, which helps the story a little bit to why I wasn't. I know Man City winning a title, and it's a little bit hard because I'm judging them only on the Premier League. Obviously, again, they haven't played any of the final of their other yeah. finals yet, so I, I and I wouldn't include that in my rating anyway. Um, but They've had a good season because they could have just done what they did against Liverpool that season and just gave it up. You know, said, OK, we've made a bit of a shift in change from Aguero. This is always going to be have its test. And they just never looked like they cared that they were eight points off. 
Mm. And that's that was for me why I always thought, you know what, they, they are going to do it because who do I see potentially dropping points? I don't really see Man City doing it because they don't do it that often. You know, the last, what, six title races have been 90-plus points from Man City. And, and, you know, just the odd century in there, just just for the giggles of life of football. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, everybody's going to go straight to Haaland, and I get it. I get it. I, mean, I totally understand it. And, yeah, it's a phenomenal thing he's done this season. Absolute machine. He's how we stop the Terminator uprising. Okay, send him in to fight him on his own. He's ridiculous what he does in front of goal. Yeah. But I think people missed a trick. It's what they did when they had to rest him. They still found ways to batter p- p- teams off the pitch and beat yeah. them comfortably. Alvarez, uh, is, is that their other striking option? He had yeah. one of the most comfortable number t- uh, number two roles ever. And he didn't do bad, you know what I mean? He scored a lot, fair, fair chunk of goals from as well. On as your substitute, is it? I know, I mean, what a, what a charmed life to live. It ain't all for the blessings. And I get why people... Because I'm the same a little bit. I judge them a lot more harshly for winning it and, and trying to be as impressive as impossible. But you've got to give credit where it's due. They've done it again. Yes, and we'll get to them next. Obviously, Arsenal played a part in in making it look even more impressive because you saw the crumble literally happen the way you pictured it happening. The way Arsenal crumbled was... Painfully hilarious Arsenal for Arsenal goal. fans, I think. We'll go on to Arsenal on in a second, but Manchester City 3-3. Three three. Um, the, the, I thought they'd blown it. I actually said it was another team's theirs to lose it, and they, and they did. But they finished with 89 points this season. Do you remember the team that won it in 2015-16, how many points they finished on? I always get this wrong in my head. So I'm going to piss myself off. And you'd think I'd have it ingrained in my brain, but I don't. I know, in fact, I've got to be honest, hands up, I had to double-check it. I was wrong. Because I always go for one number and it ends up being three too many. So for some nine, reason, nine, I'm going to go nine, somewhere nine, different. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> Shut up. It wasn't. I'm going to... I'm going to go 81 points. No, you're, 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 you're spot on there, 81. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why. I always think it's 80. Then I think, no, we won the last game, so it's 83. And I think, no, I always think that, and it's wrong. So I just... I, I think I think 79 is what these... Are. Oh, come on. I, I think I deserve a round of applause for actually getting in the, into this show, the fact that we won the Premier League once. Come on. Oh, yeah, you managed that. Well done, yeah. 13, <laughs> 13 minutes, mate. <laughs> trust me, trust me. But look, ne- next season we won't be called Leicester City. We will be called Leicester ex Premier League champion City. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, there's yeah. going to be a difficult away day for Sky to put on. Yeah, but look, it, what what um, the point I want to make here is that we were derided, if you like. Oh, you only won it with eighty one points. Well, I could be honest with you, Manchester City only won it. With 89, that's only eight points more. And can I just say, this season, Manchester City lost five games all season. We lost... No, We lost three. Three. My brain froze on me and I have to remember. I was like, no, I've asked this before. Yes, we've lost three. The shock on that one is that you said brain. (laughs) I know. I have to say it. We lost three. Manchester City lost... Five, 
all right, we we drew 12 and they only drew five. So that, that's where the difference has come in. But they won 28 games this season and we won 23. So I don't think our season was as bad as, as people were making out. Um, and I don't care whether it was 81 or, or 181. We won by 10 points from the next team up. Um which is the team that their famous supporter, Piers, uh, Piers Morgan, said bottled it. Yeah, and the thing is, Chris, this could have been awesome and they still could have finished second. Mm. This could have been an awesome season for Arsenal. But you just know, and I know the, the, the rage the rage is hilarious to watch on certain TV yeah. channels. <laughs> and shows like that and, and other channels that we've... We've known and been on Chris as well. Certain Arsenal fans will see this as a crisis. Thing: this is the worst season in the world. It's not. Don't, don't, don't go losing your mind too badly. It's just the collapse makes it a good season. But they had the chance to say, even finishing second, still be proud and say, and they should be proud. It is second against the most unstoppable. Don't 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 ask and get how it's been acquired. That's a different topic. But against the machine that is Manchester City, they missed out somehow on making it a, a you know an awesome season. Because mm. an awesome season would have been going, wow. I know we said they wouldn't do it, but eighty-eight points or eighty-nine points and a couple of goals. You know, maybe not even that close. Maybe that's more dramatic for effect. But you know what I mean? Wow, I took it down. Fair play to Arsenal. Took it down to the last game of the season. You know, you, you'd be talking about an awesome season that was so close and they deserved it, but they just didn't have enough about it. I've drawing been... with... I mean, I know we didn't beat Southampton, but you know what I mean? For them to be drawing with Southampton, yeah. to be drawing when they're 2-0 up, I mean, I know, it, you know... And it all started when they did it with Bournemouth. They got away with it against Bournemouth. They didn't time and time again. And that takes it down for me a little bit because I'm sure I mean, they finished, the Arsenal fans would agree with it. They finished second. I predicted them to be second. So that's two I've got right, which weren't the hardest two in the division to, to predict. <laughs> but look, you know, I mean, is it a case of, like with Leicester, I mean, everybody, everybody will turn around and say, pissed off with Leicester. Those two seasons we finished fifth. Why are you pissed off when Leicester finished fifth? Because, well, we should have been, we were fourth for like 37 weeks or whatever it was, you know, 36 weeks. Well, yes, we were, but this is Leicester we're talking about. And had Arsenal not been top for as long as they were, they would have grabbed second at the start of the season, I believe. Yeah. If you'd have told them you're going to be the closest rivals to Man City and you're at least... It's not going to be an embarrassment. You're at least going to take it down to the last three games. You'd have been forgiven thinking then, Arsenal fans, they would, they'd snap your hand off regardless, even if they did know it was going to be in the style it was. Yeah. yeah. I, I've i never really... I, I kind of, like, jest the idea of bottle jobs as we all do with... Because I, I, I know Spurs fans, so I get regular practice with the words. But, <laughs> you know... Um, and, and and they take it to heart. They don't take it to heart at all because they, they, they take the piss themselves, to be honest with you. Um, don't laugh at it. You'll cry, I guess. Um, but I think some Arsenal fans are just so warped and caught up in the disarray it's been since since they uh, moved on from 
Arsene Wenger that they've only that they're kind of annoyed they have, they have to appreciate it a bit more. Certain Arsenal fans, yeah, and you, you, I think that's right, tainted right. the fan base a little bit because you see it. If you see it, what do you do? You copy it. Mm. Growing up, if that's the fan base you grew up around, you're gonna. It's natural. It's not. It's not no, against you, whoever as a person. It's just what they do. But right. you're quite right. I mean, they finished second that year. We we won it. But I mean, last season they finished fifth. So. I'm sorry, but any normal club, um, and you know, we've got some really good friends who are Arsenal fans, you know, um, and some realistic Arsenal fans. But to go for yeah, the second definitely. in one season is not that bad. It's just the fact that they were where they were for so long. And what gets me with the Arsenal fans is all this, the, the certain things, and, and I know Luke's in as a Nottingham Forest fan, but certain fan bases seem to live in the past. And I mean, I know I've been joking about winning the Premier League and all that, but, you know, Arsenal, they expect to be winning because they're Arsenal. And yeah. Luke isn't like this. Luke's, I mean, he's in all the time as a Forest fan. Love having him. He's a really great, great guy. Um, Mr. Dorr is a bit of a dickhead. But, you know, Mr. Dorr's attitude is very much as a Nottingham Forest fan. We're back where we deserve to be. Well, they don't. You des- yes, you deserve to be here because you got promoted, or be it John Moss was, you know, <laughs> helped you with that. But, sorry, Luke. But what I liked about the Leeds fans was not we're back where we belong because they've got more right than anybody to say they deserve to be in the Premier League. But their fan base was saying, oh, God, it's just great to be back. And that's what gets me with Arsenal is great that you've got Champions League football again. Yeah, but we're Arsenal. We should have won it. No, but you didn't. Well, yeah, we should have done. We're Arsenal. Yeah, but some Arsenal fans, see, they only hear the static they want to hear. You become static when you start talking this thing called sense to them, Arsenal fans, because the <laughs> easiest retort I've ever had to that is, well, so where's your title charge been for the last 20 years then? Mm. If you're entitled to a title and should win it, what, why haven't you been winning them when you've been top throughout the last 20 years? Yes. You yeah. know, and that, that's what I'd say to them, Arsenal fans. That's not that's not just to all Arsenal fans. I, I, you know, I think that's per, obviously clear, but just to reiterate, you know, if, you, yeah. if you think you was entitled to that title, why, mm. why weren't you winning them throughout the last 20 years? Yeah, James agrees with me. I like the jib of that man. I cut of that man's jib there, James. Well done, sir. Well done. So much so, you can't say your senses are right, can no, no, you? I wanted to burp at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke says, cheers, mate. Pleasure being in the chat. Look, mate, yeah, no. Uh, everybody's... No, nah, he's a fucking ass for that, Luke. Can't stand him being in the chat. I wish he'd go away. Who's this true red anyway, Chris? Who's this? Never met this guy before. I've actually reached out already <laughs> to, some, to, a, to a Coventry uh, channel. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, we're screwed. No, stay with us, Luke. All is forgiven. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, no, the thing is, though, like I say, you know, any anybody's welcome in here as long as you have a bit of banter. But what I don't like, it's like me saying next season, we're going to win the championship because we'd won the Premier League in 15-16. Uh, You'll never hear me say that. You know, you'll hear no. me say, great, we have, we've just, haven't we just had a great, fantastic nine seasons? Spurs would have loved to have had the nine seasons we've had, but look... We're where we are. We're where we are because we were shit, and it's where we deserve to be. Um, talking about a club that um, you, you could say was in disarray, um, 
and you could say their fans are deluded as well. But I've got to say one thing about Manchester United for me. Um, their fans, in a way, and it's not until you realise that Man United started to get good when the Premier League was introduced. That was when kind of Fergie took over, wasn't it? And when you forget, and I forget, that the Premier League's been going for 30 years. So a lot of their younger fans, and it's the younger fans that, that are kind of always sort of like, we're better than, you know, this and all that. They haven't known anything but success under Fergie. And it wasn't just they had a couple of good seasons like Arsenal. They had some amazing runs. So when I think about it with Man United, I kind of get it. Look, they finished third. I didn't think that I'd got them down as finishing sixth. They've won the FA Cup. Uh, sorry, they've won the League Cup. They're in an FA Cup final, doing the best to stop Manchester City getting the treble. I think this season, and let's be honest with you, they have gone through a massive rebuild this year. You know, it needed somebody to come in and go right. We scrap everything, and I think a lot of Man United fans, if they'd finished, you know, ninth or eighth this season, they would have said, "Yeah, that's fine," because it's a rebuild season. So I think for them to finish third. Get rid of the tosser that is um, Ronaldo. Um, although apparently rumours are true, Newcastle are after him. Um, I think that, that they, they, they've had a good season. And now you've got them as having a good season there as well. Yeah, annoyingly, I do. Um, because <laughs> they, 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 they have had a good season. But I'm going to, you know what, Chris? I'm going to take this perfect opportunity to try my best impression of a big sixteen, a big six team supporter, right? Talking about Manchester United finishing third, like they did about us winning the league. You've got to give them credit, right? You've got to give them credit. Yes, they've had they've they're, they're still clearly susceptible to confidence. They had a few blips this season that weren't too dissimilar of what they've had under previous managers, despite the slatings they got. Uh, it was perfectly fine when um, Ten Hag was getting beat 7-0, um, you know, and all that. So, it's still there. They're still vulnerable. They're still going bad runs, but he pulled it together. He got Rashford firing on all cylinders twice because he had to pick him up again. Uh, and, and when they have been good, they have been impressive this season. But I just wonder, would they have got third place if uh, Spurs knew how to not bottle things? Would they have been there if Chelsea weren't the Comedy Central um, of football this season and not been down at 12 um, with a billionaire that hasn't got a clue what he's doing? You know, had they learned to, had to do the single-score goals and win games? You know, what if Liverpool had turned up at the start of the season? I don't think it's actually as impressive as they're making out. They only finished third, only because three other teams didn't turn up. It's not that big a deal, is it? Oh, so they finished third and they won a Carabao Cup. They think they're amazing now and fit right in at home. You see, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm just being, I'm just being a pedantic arsehole, man, because it's Manchester United. But no, seriously, they did, they did balance the season out and finish third. You, you can't say it's not good. I do, I do have return. to say this to you. Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> to me, and I'm going to counter this act this with when Leicester won the Premier League. Um, Spurs imploded. Manchester City sacked their manager um, with two months to go and announced it. So their players kind of gave up because they had nothing. You know, they thought, "Why are we playing for a guy that's going to be leaving?" Um, Liverpool hadn't sort of settled Klopp in yet, but we still won it. 
And in fairness, yeah, I know, that, look, but that's that, that's what I mean. I just want Man United fans to just want to go, yeah, but we still came third, didn't we? We still have to win our games. It's like, yeah, that's how we felt defending ourselves from such comments about us when that was the truth. Now, I, 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 I've got to say, um, yeah, I, I would, I would have been tempted to tip it over to Awesome, but look, it's your assessment. So I think good's fair enough because I think they they would have liked to have been a little bit closer to second place. I don't think they wanted to get. I don't think they wanted to be fighting for third. Let's face it, did they? They wanted to be fighting for at least second place. Yes. They wanted to, if they couldn't get it, at least go look. Well, you know, Arsenal got whatever points. We were only two behind them or whatever. So yes. we're not yes. fighting with. You know, I just think it could have been a little bit better. I'm also a little bit stingy towards Manchester United. So leave me alone next team, please. Nine points. <laughs> off I'm not letting it go. Nine points. <laughs> they were um uh, they so, still got a beating in though chris they still had a shock defeat didn't they i mean they got battered 4-1 by brentford 4-0 by brentford didn't they so how many how many points off arsenal were see there you go if you're nine points or more off you just you just get that it's an automatic it's an automatic knockdown in grade i'm afraid man united but, fans but four points off uh manchester united it was kind of at the end Quite, quite staggered. It was, it wasn't a close race. But no, I do, I take on board. Um, on what you say, I, I, I disagree with you on this one. But look, Newcastle, Newcastle. Um, yeah, we, I think we all expected them to do well. I had them down as finishing seventh. Um, they finished fourth, and I think with most genuine Newcastle fans, those that haven't let the money go to their head and are turning into Arsenal fans, and some of them are. I'm going to have to be honest with you again, not all of them. Um, they would have been very, very happy with seventh this season. So they have exceeded expectations. Their problem is with the way that some of their fans are changing, just as Leicester fans changed when we had a good season, you know, I, I, I pity um, Eddie Howe next season if he doesn't do the same. Uh, but yeah. you've, you've, got it, you've got them as awesome. Yeah, you've got to give credit where it's due. When he took over, we thought, great, they're preparing for the life in the championship. They're, they're open ill. Because they were in a dire state, it didn't matter about the takeover at that point, realistically. Because you've seen that it's not like they've gone out. Everybody thought Newcastle would have had to spend £600 million before they got their first place in the Champions League. Be honest, Downsworth, Geordies, that we all know and love and have spoke to and been on shows with them many a time, you know, they weren't even, they were about your thinking, eighth, sixth, maybe, sort of finish was the sort of thing I've seen predicted. And this was going to take time. You know, Eddie Howe was going to keep him up like he did last season, but he had to build on that. And they haven't gone crazy with the money. And, you know, Trippier took the gamble, took him for a pay cut, according to one of his interviews. He said it, he came out and said, I, I took a pay cut to come from Atletico to, to, to Newcastle so Eddie Howe built the squad right he got a confidence out of players that let's face it Chris we've been taking the piss out of most of our time in the Premier League yeah. Maximon and Almiron have all been and that's not just Leicester fans every single set of fans have taken the piss out of them except for Newcastle the were, to be honest with you yeah Newcastle they were at points yeah believe what um, Eddie Howe's achieved with some of those players yeah exactly and you know what Chris Yes, it's been done with a little bit more of a spend, obviously. You know, let's face it, it's no 5,000 to 1. I just want to have that little bit of a little chirp on this moment. Sorry, Newcastle. There's my little rain on your parade, just a little bit in my own little words. But 
you broke the barrier. Yeah. You may have done it with a bit more fuel, fuel, you know, a bit more to burn than others that broke the barrier this season, granted, but you did it and fair play to you. You know, I like to think we contributed to that and should be awarded five extra bonus points from the F, from the FA by giving you that point, at, 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 you know, on that Monday night. But we'll discuss that later down the line. But on a serious note, Newcastle, awesome season. Yeah, and... That was my you... plea to bargain with the FA, by the way. If they just want to contact me in the Premier League, I'll, I'll be happy for bribery and negotiations, allegedly. Oh, yeah. if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you open to bribery, then you the job's yours, mate. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. And the thing is, they haven't spent big. I mean, yes, they've spent big compared to you know Southampton, obviously, or or you know even ourselves. But when you compare it to the likes of Chelsea and you compare it to the likes of Man City, they haven't gone out and just spent money. They they've spent it wisely, and that is the thing, isn't it? Yes, they bought. You know, they, they've they've gone out there and paid twenty, thirty, forty million, but the. They've not gone out there and spent 80, 90, 100 million. You know, they've not, they've not bought yeah, exactly. a yeah. player or what have you. But what I like about the, in Newcastle is the fact that, yes, okay, they've got money, but it's this cozy little club, this cozy little club that is the so called big six of the Premier League, have suddenly went, all right, Leicester, Leicester tried it. We've kicked them out, got rid of them now. You know, <laughs> look at Leicester now. They thought they were going to sort of go tooth and nail with us and look, right, look where they are. But then it's suddenly like, oh, shit, Newcastle's a different uh, kettle of fish because they've got some serious money behind them. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to happen, and we know why that's going to lead to. I mean, their plus side, no matter what happens, Chris, they'll never get nicknamed the Empty Ad or Empty James Park or something like that, because them fans are loyal. Them fans go home and away, and they pack a stadium. You've got to give credit to them for it. and never shot the responsibilities on a match day, from what I see of them. And I I just know you just know what the neutral game's gonna be once it wears off. Once the once the pixie dust wears off this fairy tale, that's when you get a bit concerned maybe for Newcastle. Yes, yeah. Because it's, uh, it's just natural, unfortunately, in this world. It's just naturally that people get bored of them when they start you to build, win stuff. You build people up only to knock them down. We do it so well in this country, don't we? You know, we don't like anybody yeah. Anybody actually doing well for themselves? Oh, we don't mind it for a bit, but then yeah, let's kick them. Yeah, it's a bit boring. Next, next yeah. team's got to come along and mix it up. Yeah. Um, the thing I like, I mean, I did a thing for the BBC. Um, it was my last one uh, as their uh, Tuesday talking point Premier League correspondent. Because of course, we're not in the Premier League anymore. So um, it, it's been a pleasure, and I want to thank the BBC for giving me the opportunity to um, be a, a contributor as we've got to call ourselves, to, to, to the BBC website. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's been better than therapy there every post-game, writing my thoughts out. It's uh, it's really helped me get through the season. But one of the things that the end, we ended on, we had to say which fans uh, we thought sort of created the best atmosphere or, or, or in the, basically the, the best fans, away fans that came to the KP. And I, fact, I, I immediately said Newcastle because I don't think you get a better set of fans than Newcastle. And I'll tell you one thing, that if, if they now came come back with this idea of this European Super League, you can't do that without asking Newcastle in now because they're not just a... They are a big club. They've got the history, they've got the fan base, they've got the stadium, they've got the money, they've got to be included in that, but 
Will Newcastle fans accept being in the ESL? I don't think they will. I think they'll be more anti it than fans from any other club. Oh yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. It's just the way Newcastle's always been as a as a team, so and a fan base. So yeah. Um they deserve it, don't they? They're, they're, yeah. I know they're not anything to do with Leicester at all. Couldn't usually give a monkey. I mean, if they somehow went down, I'd probably I'd still have a chuckle at it because it's yeah, like you know, it's just like, real, we like to see the big clubs go down. Yeah, so. of course, they do, but it'd be weird at the same time. But it's just if you could ever take a horrid owner away from a football club, it was Newcastle, weren't it? Because it got to a point we felt they really don't. The fans really don't deserve this drab. I mean, not only did they have Steve Bruce as a manager, but they had that, you know, they had that absolute cretin Mike Ashley in charge of them. Yeah, and look, look, let's be honest with you, Steve Bruce, not not a Premiership manager, but a very, very, very good Championship manager. Yeah. I don't want him. No. Let's move on before we get onto that. Um, okay, that was fourth. Um, Coming up in fifth place, um, I, I'm miles off here because that we're not miles off in fairness. There's, there's a certain team coming up later that I, we were more miles off with. But I thought they would come second this season. Um, it was, as you, well, you've put there, it was a meh season. It can't be awful because they did, I think, come back towards the end. But, yeah, they, they can't be happy with that season. When you look at some of the games that they that, that they were losing earlier on, Leeds, Forest. Yeah, it, it kind of tells you the state of the entire season in a weird sort of way, doesn't it? Because um, it was borderline on awful until that mm. little run at the end, wasn't it? Where they didn't lose the last eight games, so it was eight or more. It was what it was eight wins in a row, and then the, the four-all thriller was between them and, and their B team, Southampton. Um, mm. That came out that way, didn't it? But, uh, yeah, they, they kind of redeemed the season a bit because that start was horrible. You know, that start was horrible. And, you know, there was a point where certain Liverpool fans started to maybe think, hmm, did I just hear someone say clop out? I don't know, you know, that sounds like a good idea. And, you know, that happened. It happened. You know, and it happens to every fan base. If a little bit of panic goes around, it doesn't start going their own way like we want it to, then the words, maybe the manager needs to move on and start getting spoken about. And credit to him, he turned it around, he balanced it out. I'm not sure how they managed to get back up into fifth, but Liverpool did that, I think, one season when we finished fifth, where they actually came from like they eighth did. and caught yeah. us up in, in, in the Champions League spot. So they... They have been known to do this before, and I think just when it happens, it's the way it sort of happens. They yeah. never really got going to a point, did they, like Liverpool have been used to? And no, no. You know, 90 plus points is hard to keep accumulating. That's why I call Man City a machine, because it's just damn near impossible to always manage to do it. And I think Liverpool, Liverpool are owed a little bit of a burnout where they're not chasing the title down every time. It's not easy to do. Yeah. So... But yeah, it was still there, wasn't it? Just because of who they kept I mean, to lose the They only actually won fifty percent of the games. Yeah, it's just not been a. That wasn't a Liverpool season we've all come to see it, it over said, the last few years. So did Newcastle. But Newcastle drew four more. But you know they lost nine games. Um, 
you know, it's 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 a quarter of the games. And you know, you look at the last two games, like you said, you know, four four against Southampton, and before that, one one against Villa. In those two games alone, all right, Villa. When we'll come on to Villa sort of later, and and, and they, you know, had an amazing second half. half of the season but once the team's down they suddenly they play with the freedom because the pressure's off etc etc but there's no way that a team that's played trying for europe uh and they're in the positions there fifth sixth seventh where you didn't know who was going to get into europe depending who finished where there's no way that that team should have been going to the team that's already got an r next to its name and only getting oh actually it was away from home but only getting a a, a draw, and you know the the, the the St Mary's is not exactly what you'd call a fortress, is it? Yeah, but then, like you know, I say it seems to be Liverpool sort of standard the way they do things sometimes. Who remembers Steve Gerrard's last game ever in a Liverpool shirt? Yeah, they gave him such a dignified sense off getting thrashed six one by Stoke. Yeah. So Liverpool now to do it in style if they're going to muck up a last day performance or something like that, don't they, Chris? They know how to do it in their own they manner. They certainly do. Um, I think this next one, unfortunately, I hate to do this to you, Brad, but I don't think you're going to like this next team that comes up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Brighton, you have hated them these last couple of weeks, haven't you? Absolutely hated them. Look, oh. uh, they finished sixth. I predicted that they would be twelfth. Uh, you've had to go, uh, and I think this probably hurt more than <laughs> the other nineteen put together, even Leicester, uh, because you've given them awesome. Hi, I'm Brighton. I can draw with Man City, but can I play against Everton? No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just handing this over to you for five minutes. <sighs> this is the most annoying rating I've had to give because <sighs> just why? <laughs> why? You were really good. I really liked the season we're having. They got, you know, they, they were the feel good factor team, Chris. They were the feel good factor team, weren't they? Everybody was loving what this Mr. Tomo was doing. You know, this, this um, Ferguson, Evan Ferguson, and, you know, all that going on, given McAllister. All right, they, they lost Lee Trossard, but it didn't seem to affect them. They lost Potter. <laughs> Mancho's on employment over European football. Brilliant. Uh, again, again, I know that's timing you cheap. We've had the debate about him going to Chelsea, but it's still funny. And you kind of felt good for them because it was like Potter abandoned ship. Didn't do that on his Hogwarts adventure. Um, but they strove on. And then they went and ruined it by getting walked all over by Everton. I'm not saying I'm stuck on that or holding it against them in any way, but no, yeah, no, me, no, I don't, I don't, no, I don't, I don't hold it against them at all, twice. But um, no, they had an awesome season, Chris. All fairness, all, all, all that aside, all kidding aside, and everything, they did have an awesome season. You can't not give them anything less because it'd be disrespectful to how well they played mm. throughout the season. Minus this one very important game where I really wanted them to turn up and they absolutely fucked in the arse. But that's a good side. They've had an awesome season, Chris. No, no. I'm I... good. I'm fine. I don't need therapy. 
<laughs> the thing is, it's like I've said to you before. Um, if it can't be Leicester that have a that break the mold, and I know they've not smashed the ceiling. Well, they're kind of having. I've got to say, they kind of have. Let me take that back because you would not think that a team like Brighton would have got European football. I think for the first time in their history, finishing sixth, having lost. The, a good manager during the season. Uh, it was like a seamless swapper. You wouldn't even have known that you know that anything could happen there. And I think they've had one hell of a good season. And I am so pleased for teams like Brighton and a couple we've got coming up soon because I don't think of Leicester as a big team. I still don't. You know, yes, we've won the FA Cup. Yes, we've won the Premier League. But we are not a big club. I still see us as sort of a it's not like a Brighton, you know, a, 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 like maybe like a Villa, those sort of clubs. So it's great to see a club like Brighton do so very, well, for me, very, very well. And congratulations to them and good luck next season uh, in the Europa League. I hope they do really, really well. But I've got to just say, we've got to just quickly do this. <laughs> And I know, you know, we're not going to be doing individual shows about who's been linked, but I'm just going to say that uh, Daniel Farke has left Borussia Mönchengladbach. Good, they'll stay in Germany. Don't come here. Don't know why they're Daniel Farke. They stay there. Yeah. Championship experience, uh, Brad. Got in fact. No, 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 no. No, you said you said you. No, no, you said that you said that wrong, Chris. What you meant to say is championship experience. Uh, no, thank you. No, <laughs> no, uh, <duh. laughs> no, I don't either, to be honest with you. But and uh, and <laughs> with another and with a side order of O, that's that's <laughs> where I was at. I like that one. I like that one. Okay, look, let let let's get back to the serious stuff. Yeah, um, let's move on to the next team. Come on, it's making me queasy. <laughs> this one, oh, might... for God's sake, this does make it better, Chris. I was going to say, how <laughs> you say that? Look, Villa, finished Yeah, seven. next. Well done. Got into Europe. <laughs> I predicted 10th. Um, they finished, uh, sorry, I predicted 10th. They finished 7th. Um, Dean Smith, obviously, in a link with Leicester. He did, you know, he got them promoted. Um, okay, by the players, but he still got them promoted. He kept them up. Uh, he turned he turned Grealish into a billion pound player. But then Villa thought, no, he's not good enough for us. We need to get a, a you know an experienced, great name and manager. And they brought in Steven Gerrard. It kind of went tits up for them, didn't it? Yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> they made the better decision. They got rid of the Scottish idiot, the Scottish import from Rangers before. You know, we got rid of our silly fool from uh, Celtic. So, um, yeah, I guess the joke's on us on, on making the later call on that one. But had they stuck with Gerard, we might have either stayed up or, or you know, they'd have taken our place or, or they'd have been coming down with us because he was hilariously bad. And that's what takes this from a good season to uh, to an awesome season for me. Because you have to remember that. As much as we took the piss, you have to remember they were just as much in trouble at the early stages of the season uh, than, than we were. 
mm. and the teams that eventually went down with us and were in the fight right to the end, you know, were. And the fact that they've gone from there to, to I, I believe that's the Europa Conference, isn't it? It's not Europa League, seven. It's the Europa Conference League, isn't it? I think place. they are in the conference. Um, yeah, because it's four for the Champions League. It's two for Europa. So that's and five I, and six. So seven is conference. Uh, yeah, I, think, I think it's because United and City are both in the FA Cup final. Yeah, and neither one of them league that, position that, wise. Therefore, an extra Europa yeah. league place. And so. they've already it's because they qualify for a Champions League next season. They don't need it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that's, exactly, that's exactly why they've got it. So yeah, so to go from there to Europe, you know, had that been eighth or lower, it would have still been a good season, but it wouldn't have been a an awesome season for me. The fact that they went from where they were. And in the direction they were going in, to what he's done with that team, that that just made it that extra bit more of a quality season. You know, you you have to annoyingly, begrudgingly, through gritted teeth, you know, confess your sins later. You know, on the Sunday, make sure you go to church and confess your sins for saying good spiritual things about them. But mm. it's no, an impressive fact- job. So Villa are in the Conference League. Um, yeah, I thought that's what it yeah. was. Seven Champions League: City, Arsenal, United, and Newcastle. Europa League: Liverpool and Brighton, and Conference League: Villa. Look, West Ham. They have you know they 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 took it this season, and you know if, if you win, you win. It doesn't care whether it's Conference Europe, it's a European Cup, isn't it? No. Well, I think that's the only thing that could scarper um, Aston Villa, isn't it? Still. Because I on no, what would happen? Because don't the winners of each corresponding competition automatically qualify for the one above? Because the Europa do, League winners, yeah, they, they they if if West Ham win, they go into the Europa League, but it doesn't take any places away from us. Oh, okay, so Villa have got it no matter what. It's not one of them like they'd lose it because you know, like Chelsea did it to. Was it Newcastle before or something like that? Finished fourth, and because they won it, but they finished sixth. Because we've had it a few times, haven't we? Where we've happened where in a playoff before they can go into the group stage. Ah, oh, okay. So ah, oh, well, excuse, must have changed a little law so it didn't affect the conference then. Because I just know, I just know that that's how it works with winning the Champions League. If you win the Champions League, it doesn't matter where you're in the league. You take that extra spot, and fourth gets given Europa League. And I think you kind of there's a team that's, that's... not getting Europe at all. <laughs> That's hurt me, bro. I mean, this was. I, I, let me just say, I, I I have a jingle for every occasion, and um, yeah, Spurs fans, just for you. Apologize, I'm continue. I <laughs> love that, man. Um, I had them finishing third. Oh, gosh, how wrong was I? Eighth. I mean, if there's a, when we always used to say, oh, Leicester City, we were the, with our champions at shooting ourselves in the foot. And if there's, you know, if anybody's not scored for sort of three seasons, you know, play Leicester and you're bound to get a goal. But oh, what a joke this club has become. 
Yeah, and again, it's one that the majority of the fan base have just accepted with grace and just take every abuse because they know they 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 agree with it. And we know look, there's 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 problems with the board and and whatnot. But this is it, it in a season that's been full of the unknown and and the in, you know the improbable has happened to a team that's needs credit where it's due, Chris, to stay that consistently crap on a regular basis, the way Spurs always bottle things and capitulate and have embarrassing results and and everything. At least this season, they made the respectful decision to just, just forgo a European embarrassment next season by just gracefully stepping out of it and finishing eighth. Credit where it's due. One, uh, you know, just embarrassing yourself in one continent's bad enough. So don't risk having to go and play another continent and embarrass yourself with more. Fair play, Spurs. You've done a good job there. You finally lived up to what you've earned. Because, Chris, I remember you saying throughout the, the, the weeks when we used to do the prediction league that I won, didn't want to mention it, but you made me, um, you would mention where Spurs were in the league and go, how are they still in Europe? Asking you shall receive, Chris. They were working on it, mate. They were working on it. They got there this season. So, yeah, absolutely awful. The the, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. You know, I call them a comedian of the footballing world, don't I, Chris? Because you just know you're in for a laugh when you watch when Spurs are playing. I mean, I think when managers go there, and we all, we, you know, we always say, like, why would anybody go there? <coughs> well, look, let me just say who, who I think, you know, Obviously, he's been linked with the job. Bellend. Hey, imagine it's a tally. <laughs> we'll have to get him in once. <laughs> in once. This will last next season as well. But look, you know, good. I, if he goes, if he goes to Spurs, that's just killing them off totally. Um, I've only said that once, though, Brad. I, I've not done some times. Uh, I just thought I'd mention that. But look, you, you know, uh, you, as you go to a manager to Spurs, and I, I, I put them third on the basis that they'd got they'd kept hold of Conte because he'd come in during the season last season, and I think he he came in. I thought with this sort of like, well, hang on a second, you want me, then I want this, I want this, I'm allowed to do this, I'm allowed to do this. And I think Spurs might have said, "Yep, yeah, okay," because they were they were that desperate. But what what a I mean, I've got to say, fair play to Conte. Whether you agree with him or not, I think the fact that he came out and spoke like he did, I, I, I say I, I I take my hat off to him. There we go. Only um, because it it took guts to do that. The argument could be that yeah, and he knew he was probably going to get sacked doing that. If only, you know, Mr. Rogers had had the balls to do that, then we could have sacked him earlier. But, yeah, I, I think I had them third because of the Conte effect, but they've got this huge stadium, you know. What Harry Kane is still doing there, God only knows. Um, you know, all he obviously wants to ever win is the golden boot, and he didn't even get that this season. So I just think they are a joke. They've got to say a lovely stadium. Let's be honest with you. It's probably one of the best in the country, if not the best in the country. But it's no good having a stadium like that when you don't win anything. You know, and they're, no. always, they're um, always second to their North London rivals at this rate. Yeah, and we'll later on in the show, much later on in the show, not later on enough in my opinion, though, we'll come to another team 
who I think, you know, kind of get what their owners deserve. Not necessarily the fans or anything like that, because I, you know, like I said, I'm I'm actually friends with a few Spurs fans. So, you know, they're, they're you know, they take it in a stride. They take they they well they they take it in their stride to a point, you know, and they have a laugh about it themselves. You know, they know the situation's dire and embarrassing, but their owner kind of deserves it. Because this is what you get when you gamble on um, basically two players saving your season. You say oh, you can't understand how Kane's being there. I mean, that he signed a six-year deal without a release clause. I know, I know they say he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but come on, mate. You're at Spurs. I can understand the length of the contract because you've been at Spurs that long, but come on. You had yourself playing for that. The other person is Hyunmin Son. I don't know how they've managed to keep him because he is a talent and he deserves to be playing European football. You know, well, if you think about him or not, Kane does as well to a point because he's their menace of a striker. If you like him or not, he's a menace of a striker. He gets penalties by drawing and slipping on him, but he gets penalties. He scores goals. He, he, yeah, but he doesn't trip over his own draw. He trips over his own shoelaces. It's different. I'm not All going. Right? I'm not going. <laughs> um, but um, give, me, give me me lawyers. <laughs> okay, okay. It, I, I just no wait. They just they've just texted me back saying you don't have any. No, that's true. So allegedly, um, but no. But no I, yeah, this it, is what happens when you don't build around Kane and Son. You get no European football. Yeah, no, it's a very good point you make. Um, and, you know, it, it, I think a lot of Spurs fans would say, you know, if they lost either of those two players, they would have probably been, or they didn't have those two players this season, they would have been in a European battle. Um, and I think, I didn't I didn't realise that Levy owned the company that's got the, the biggest shares in, in Spurs, you know, so they can't actually sack him because he bloody owns the club. But, you know, he also seems to think that he's able to run the club uh, which obviously he's got absolutely no idea. Um, but I just, at, at what point does do the other shareholders in Spurs, and I suppose if they're getting their payoffs, that's all they're happy with, but when do they say, like, well, look, when are we actually going to win something? Well, it just makes you further question the ambition because, yeah, he holds the majority, but they are still there. They can still do their own part to try and change that. Um, you might not be able to get rid of him, but you know you still have your your point um, to do within the club, and they just don't seem to. They seem to be wanting. They seem to be so desperate hmm. to do it in a totally different way to everybody else. The issue is they just haven't figured out how or what that different way is because yeah, I just don't know what it is. No. They're trying to do something. I'm just not sure they even know what it is they're doing. And they're trying to do it where they'll win something and you'll think, wow, how did that Spurs team win it? It's almost like they're trying to downgrade slowly so they can say, oh, now we're bright in that with our team because uh, that, that, you know we have to sell our best players because our owner won't invest. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I think they're... A, crying out for attention. I don't know what's going on at Spurs, but yeah, it was just awful. I think they're just crying. But and, uh, and I think and the thing is, Chris, 
I don't think I don't think they'll respond the same way Arsenal did about European football. No, I just don't see them responding the way they probably hope they're going to do, and that that's probably what they're thinking. I just get don't. us out of Europe, clear out, and start again. But I just don't know who they're going to to to, to get in. But we're going to look at uh, two clubs now that promised so much more, but did fall short in the end of the day. Leicester Till I Die TV, your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Brentford. Um, although I say that they, they, they did promise so much more, uh, I think they did. I mean, they still finished ninth, which again, if you'd given any Brentford that at the start of this fan that at the start of the season, it'd have not only bitten your hand off, it'd have taken your, your arm off as well. Um, I had them down as 14th, and as you've said there, it was an awesome season for them, but they just fell short at the end. Yeah, it was, and unfortunately, it wasn't, there wasn't enough enough room on the uh, giant slaying bus for Brentford just to make it, really. It's unfortunate because there was a good team. They, they were the best team to miss out on European football, in my opinion. Um, I- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think, you know, they beat Man City in the last game of the season. All right, the title won. It was a new territory in a way for, for, for Brentford, uh, for Man City, sorry, you know. The fact that they couldn't, they didn't have to do anything on the last, well, the last two games. They didn't have to do anything to win a title. Uh, people would argue that, but they still, they, I think they, you know, they picked up very good points throughout the season. And very rarely did they lose to someone you'd expect them to. They might have had the odd shock in there, but re- relatively they lost to teams that you were expecting them to throughout the season. And they're getting points off teams you weren't expecting them to get points off as well. I genuinely mean it. This was the most, this was the best team to not get European football. Mm-hmm. And yes, they won't have uh, a Mr. Ivan Tony for three quarters of next season. Let's face it, it's an eight month ban. Um, and I don't know if that's like from now an eight months down the line from when it, it was given or if it's eight months from the start of the season. I, I'm assuming it's from when it was issued. So, you know, it will at least be a quarter season. Um, so they'll have to replace that next season. But if they do and they find someone who's going to be able to step in while he's sidelined from his back with his ban, that he, he obviously deserves and getting got for what he did. Um, from what I can tell anyway. Um, if they do that, I think they'll be on for a similar sort of season 
next season as well because this isn't just like some momentum the ride and they played really good football this season Chris and I know he's someone that we've talked about with the Leicester job not happening I can't, I don't I don't know why he would now he just be more than a backward step I could understand maybe if we stayed up and he fancied the rebuild but no so keep doing what you're doing at Brentford and and, and all I can say to Thomas Frank is I don't care if it is Chelsea, do not make do not make Potter's mistake, because you you I really can see him get getting something out of Brentford next season to be there or thereabouts challenging for it, mate. They they were truly awesome, and and, and obviously built and I hate to keep saying this sound like a broken record, but built on Dean Smith's foundations. Yeah, it's almost like there's a sign for a manager to managers in the Championship that gets back up there because he builds the right foundations for you. Yeah. Um, following on from Brentford, who... Were you know now- what? For that quick question, I actually have an answer to it straight away. I know he's a, f- a flight risk for injuries, but I can't see... I can see him getting pushed out of Newcastle. Maybe bringing Callum Wilson. There you go. Moving on. Got it said. That, that's all I wanted to say, because I, I did actually have a player in mind, and I did see it. <laughs> if they can um, keep him fit, Callum Wilson could do them a job for eight months, or five months, whatever it would be, be needed by that point. You know, we talked about Tottenham's season imploding, Fulham's season's imploded this in, this year. They they finished 10th, and again, you know, look at me, I, I had them down as finishing 17th, so just avoiding, uh, just avoiding relegation. And that was because I didn't think Silva was that particularly good manager. When I look back at his history, sorry, James, when he was with Everton, and I'm thinking, like, yeah, he's not a Premier League manager. Um no, it just turns out Everton have just been awful for years. And yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, sorry, James. That's sorry, James. Just, I am sorry, James. But I think you'll just, know. Just remember, just remember, Brad's opinions are not necessarily those of Leicester till I die TV. Um, I had them seventeenth. They finished tenth. You had them down as good, but it could have been so much better. Yeah, it could have. And literally, this just tails off what I've literally just said about um, Brentford in regards to Ivan Tony. Um, 15 million, I reckon. I know it sounds shocking, maybe 20 million a push, but um, yeah, they could get him, he'd be a cheap enough option. Who knows? West Ham may be going to sell in spree this season, they could get Antonio from West Ham. Mm. Just, just an idea. But into going on for Fulham here, you say about Ivan Tony, can they replace him because they'll need goals while he's out? in that squad and then he guaranteed goals in that squad whilst he's there. Um we saw what happened to Fulham without their star man, Mitro Mitrovic. Alright, didn't stop them putting five past us. They also didn't stop us beating Everton, so you can't really be mad at Fulham for beating us because they at least did something better than Brighton. <clears throat> I'm not bitter. I don't hold it against them. Um but no, Fulham, Fulham were good, but we saw what they were like without that key player there. Yes, William and players like that, who were quite impressive, I must say, did were able to turn up every now and then for them, which kind of stopped the ship from completely sinking because it did pick up a few wins along that way. I've just mentioned two, unfortunately. I have to, to kind of put that point in there. Uh, so and maybe I've been a bit harsh because of Brighton, Brentford and Fulham where they finished, but they did fall off, and they did show that when 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 the big stars not not all together, it does have its weaknesses. And 
that has to be a concern for them because it might it won't be you know it doesn't have to be a suspension if he was to pick up an injury. I know if he doesn't because I like watching him play football, but if he does pick up an injury, how would you cope? Because every question gets asked that they did prove everybody wrong, and maybe I maybe I am just being uber critical because of that. But because I've seen that, I kind of think, oh, you may be a little bit lucky as well because had he got injured throughout that season and not played as many games, would Fulham had finished as high as they did? Yeah. We'll find out next season if they need to rely um, without, well, play games without him. We'll see. Just, uh, we're halfway through, so just taking a break uh, at the moment. Uh, Let me just... uh... Sorry, you said, we said halfway there and Bon Jovi came into my head. Stop being Philip Schofield. <laughs> Shut up, you. No need for that. <laughs> you know I do. Look, uh, the Leicester Delaney Prediction League. Still got time to join. Uh, what you need to do is follow Brad uh, at Full Time Focus on Twitter. That's all one word, no gaps, no underscores, no mazes. So at Full Time Focus, follow him on Twitter. He'll follow you back. And then when we start the next season, it will be championship predictions. Um, Get them in by Thursday at 9 o'clock for that weekend and also the following week uh, if there's midweek games, which obviously there's going to be quite a bit of. Um, And you must write the predictions in full. So, as I say, full. So, for example, there, um, if it's, you know, we don't expect Leicester City, but we expect Leicester. And Leeds United, we expect Leeds. We don't expect Leeds United. But what we don't want is just no clue whatsoever as to what the teams are because Brad may well be using a different list to what you are. And we know that from when I've done prediction shows that different sites have things listed in different ways. So write them out in full. Uh, You need to get it in by 9 o'clock on the Thursday. If you don't, Brad has got every right to refuse your week's entries. Uh, It's not for him to chase you up. It is up to you to get them into him. And um, if you are going to go on holiday, just let Brad know. Because if you miss a couple of weeks, then you could be dropped from it altogether. Uh, three points for a correct score, one point for a correct outcome. Um, and you get weekly sport, weekly updates on the Friday night prediction show. If you want to do it, get it in by the 11th of June. And I've got to say a big, huge thank you to Steve Linux and his brand, foxy7clothing.co.uk, um, because he has put the prize up for the winner. Uh, they will receive a cap, a beanie, a T-shirt, a sweat top and a hoodie. So thanks very much to, to Steve for doing that. I'd love a Liverpool fan or a United fan to win those. I really would. And don't forget as well. Fancy a quiz? We all like a quiz, don't we, Brad? We do. We yeah. do. Um, we've got the quiz channel coming very soon, Lester Till I Die, the quiz channel. But you can get in early. It is currently Top 10 Battles. So go over to YouTube, sub- subscribe to Top 10 Battles. Next week it will be changing to Lester Till I Die, the quiz channel. Um, but if you subscribe to it as top ten battles, you still will be you still will be subscribed, and this is where you will find the quizzes uh, that we always used to do on the uh, on this channel. Will be now appearing on Less Little Light ITV with your host with the most, uh, Mr. Bradley Perkis there, and we will be doing. <laughs> 
he hates that. We will be doing uh, different quizzes. So we're going to have the pyramid game, uh, the Price is Right, Room 101, Who Am I? I've often said that. Million Pound Drop. I'm really looking forward to that one. Nations League. So coming soon, get over there. Subscribe to Top 10 Battles. And you will also be, um, you'll automatically be subscribed when we change it over. Um, back to the um, to the league, Palace. We all laughed, didn't we, when Roy Rogers uh, went back in? Uh, look at this, though. I said they're going to finish eleventh. Where did they finish? Eleventh. But you've got them down. Well, you've got them down as yeah, meh. It's, it was kind of what we expected, wasn't it? Yeah, because I can't really say the words, Chris, because they're so so repetitive. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it, it's so easy to say, you know, you can't predict a league table, let's say, but there's one thing you can guarantee. Crystal Palace will finish mid-table. It's the same every season. It's the same every season. You know, okay... Vieira had them playing a little bit more exciting football, but it was still polished to turd, still a turd, because they'd win a few, and they'd lose, win a few, and they'd lose. And then it go a little bit wrong, so they sack him, and then they they bring in a uh, 196-year-old uh, um, Roy Hodgson, and guess what? They win a few, they look good, and they lose, and they draw. And then the season ends and Crystal Palace pretty much start where, where, where you know, end where they, they they started after the first game, which was probably 11th, Chris. They probably drew their first game and were 11th. And then guess what? Ta-da! They finished the season in 11th. It's Crystal Palace's position. It's nailed on more times than Man City winning the league. Is Crystal Palace 11th, at worst 12th. Maybe on a real bad day, 13th. Do you know where they were last season? 12th. Were they 11th? <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's Crystal Palace. Just rename the position. Yes. Arsenal, um, so, Arsenal will now be known as Arsenal 4FC, and Crystal Palace will be known as Crystal Palace Mid-Table FC. Yeah. Jesus, just... Just meh, Chris. They, they were exactly what it suggests as an assessment. Try something different, please, Palace. You're not one of them teams that everybody wants to go down or anything like that, but you are just a little bit boring. Yes. Stop yes. being so predictable Thing is, though, with where you're going to finish. We would take boring this season, wouldn't we? Yeah, admittedly, you're right. Okay, I didn't want to bring that point up, but you, you told me to. So, okay, there we go. We're going down that route. Yeah, I'm sure... I'm sure some smug Palace fans reminded me that we're a Championship Cup next season, but I was hoping you wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, obviously, I would have taken it. All right. Crush my, crush my point when I'm making one, but I mean, do something different next season, please. Yeah, well, you're you're like the advert we like to skip on YouTube. You're like the annoying advert on YouTube that everybody keeps skipping. Just do something different, <laughs> make it interesting. Oh, guess who's coming up next? Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> This was awful, but for so many good reasons. It was hilarious. Well, I, I, thought I had them for coming fourth, and I think you've got to say at the start of the season, we probably oh. felt that, yes, they were. And then after I predicted them to finish fourth, they went and sacked Tuchel. 
And they finished twelfth, and you've got it there, haven't you? You've got it awful. But it's funny, Chris. It's it's so funny to watch. It's you know we've we've had a crap season, right? We know ours is crap and fine, but by God, I understand it now. There is something funny about watching other te- teams just go off the Richter scale at their own club. It was hilarious. I mean, we're sure we had our problems this season. God, we went down for crying out loud. But Chris. Oh, to have been a Chelsea fan this season. Oh, dear. Let's just recap their season. Let's give their quick season. Oh, oh. Okay, so this is what... This is... You ever wondered, Chris, why why some billionaires get told they're dumb billionaires? Dumb, dumb, dumb dog millionaires, you'd call them, or something like that. Uh, you know? And, and, and we give a stereotype when they're American, don't we? Because we like to give them a bad stick. You know, we say they can't coach the English game and they've proven it so far. But, you know, we we maybe... And I, sometimes I think, no, we give these Americans some stick. We should be nice to our um, our American neighbours, as, as they are, the, the, you know. But then they go and do something hilarious. Like, they buy a football club. They hire a guy because they think he's related to Harry Potter and he's an actual wizard, Right. And he goes and, I say sign, but I don't think he did. I think the American billionaire, you know, maybe um, splashed his cash on his fancy rich toys. He did a slight, ever so slight overbalancing, Chris, because instead of signing maybe six or seven or eight or nine players, if he really wanted to get rid of a clear out, he forgot two things. First of all, if you got to clear out all the deadwood from that team. But like a hoarder, what this silly billionaire did was he brought 987 midfielders and forgot the strikers. And then, when he thought it couldn't get any lower and he couldn't figure out the problem behind his team not being able to score goals because they didn't have any strikers, in his infinite wisdom, mere weeks after saying he, that, that, that Graham Potter was a long-term project, he then sacks his long-term project. I mean, I know the Americans like to be different, but that's pretty special to do that literally weeks after you said he's your long-term project. They hired the man that they sacked two years prior taking them nowhere and getting no better results and having Chelsea in a similar position near enough when he was first in charge. In their infinite wisdom, the man who celebrated finishing 17th or 16th possibly the season before with Everton, like it was winning the Euro, uh, UEFA Champions League, and they hired Frank Lampard. In their infinite wisdom, he chose Frank Lampard as a man to take Chelsea to a new level. And to be fair to him, he did. Because he took them from 10th to 12th. He took them from the top half of the, at the table and some grace to finishing in the bottom half. And it was poetically brilliant. It was a, I've never watched musicals, Chris. They're not my sort of thing, right? Uh, unless I was forced to watch any of them resisted putting them on telly growing up, I weren't interested in them. But Chelsea the musical was a beautiful sight to behold and watch because the tragedy tale that it told was comedy genius. It was brilliant. How they did that this season and got away with not getting relegated is is is, is fantastic. Give, give them a medal, Chris, because on another season, they get relegated. I'm sorry they do. On another season, I think they got relegated. 
No, I've said quite often that I can't argue with anything that you say there. Um, but the, the, the joke is, a, it's a joke that is Chelsea, that it was James Corden that recommended Frank Lampard. There's the punchline, Chris. There is the punchline. That's that's the comedian going, ta-da! I'm the punchline behind Chelsea because just when we thought maybe he was going to make a sensible decision, someone went, hey, hey, lads, listen to this. I'm a massive Chelsea fan. Go and get Frank Lampard. In fact, like Anton Deck on the Saturday Night Takeaway, he had a piece and he said, now tell him to hire Frank Lampard as manager. You know what I mean? It was... The way that came out just made it even better, didn't it? A comedian turned Chelsea into the biggest comedy comedy hall of... Stamford Bridge was the biggest comedy arena of this season. And we got relegated, Chris, and I'm saying that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean Liverpool not having a very good season and Chelsea, it kind of took the light off us a little bit. It made it made it made anybody who thought they had a bad season think, well, it could have been worse. Could have been Chelsea. Yes, yeah, it, yeah. It, it is embarrassing, isn't it? I mean, we know we said about um, uh, Daniel Levy sticking his thumbs in where he wasn't, you know, needed. I mean, Bowley. I mean, what was what was he thinking? I mean, that many players, that many players that they couldn't get them all into the changing rooms. How the hell? Yeah. Chelsea not being done on FFP. Well, because Chelsea. But also, and I will say this, I know I've kind of given him some jibes saying he chose unemployment over it. And you know I take it take it with a pinch of salt because you know I do back what you're saying about he couldn't turn it down. And I don't blame him for taking the job. I honestly don't. But what was Potter supposed to do when none of them signings were going to take him seriously because they didn't sign for him, they signed for the guy with the billion pounds? Yeah. He yeah. never stood a chance, to be fair to him. He was ne- It was almost like it was a publicity stunt to kind of say, come to Chelsea, we'll give anybody a chance to shine. Mm. And then, okay, now we've got all these players, we don't need you, you will just face the late bye. Like I said, if any Chelsea fans are watching and you have been infected by any issues on this show, please contact the Samaritans and the number. Yeah. Is or, just email, or just email Chelsea Football Club and ask them what the hell they were doing. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. exactly. Or give him two sticks and see if he can learn to rub them together and test that theory. I don't know. Something's got to be done. But look, well well done, Chelsea. And what one thing you can't say that Chelsea are... Elite. Oh no, they are so not elite. Uh, look, let's get to to Wolves. Um, you know, thirteenth was where they finished. Thirteenth is where I predicted. Yay, the second one I got right. You kind of said meh. It was probably what was expected. But I think at the start of the season, any Wolves fan would have bitten your hand off for thirteenth, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would have, um, especially the way it started. But excuse me. Give me a second. Yeah, with Wolves, the reason I went there is because it could have been awful. It had a chance to be really great when Lobotegi first got there. Mm. And um, with that, it could have... It had the potential to be a pretty good season. And then it just seemed to fall out. It just seemed to stop. The Wolves' momentum train just seemed to... 
you know, come off the rails a bit. And I've heard some talks and people have been telling me when I've been talking to them that there's a fallout between the hierarchy, between him and higher up. Um, maybe if a target wants to go with. Um, and I'm all for a player being ambitious and I'm sure Wolves already knew the situation, but why did Ruben Nevers feel the need with a few games to go to come out and go, yes, I've made it no secret, I want Champions League football. Tell the club that. Tell your manager that. And let him know that early. Have a bit of respect for the club that pay your wages. <clears throat> I'm not going to name players. I'm not going to cough some names out there. Don't worry. I thought about it, but I'll be nice uh, for now. Right? Why, why did they do that? You know, you know what you said about that Man City season where they sacked, uh, announced sacking, uh, was it Pellegrini, like 10 games or 15 games ago? Um... You know, it just seemed disrespectful. I don't know why you'd do it. And, you know, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to play Champions League football. I'm not a Wolves fan. I haven't seen him play week in, week out. He seems to be able to do the business from what I've seen of him. But, yeah, bit of a stale end to the season. Um, and, yeah, that's why they're just mad. Because in the end, you thought, you know, I'm not saying they would have done anything close to an Aston Villa. But at one point in that season, the way he propelled them from, 20th all the way up, you thought, really, at least flying them up here. Where did, where could this end? And yeah. kind of damp squid. So it turned a good season for me into a mare one. It went through all the emotions for Wolves, I'm guessing, fans, starting at the bottom, went to its top, and then kind of cooled off a bit. So I ended up in mare. Yeah. No, and West Ham, or we, do, we could just call the Leicester City B because everything we do, they follow us a season behind. They stayed yeah. up. They've stayed up in fourteenth, which I think is probably not where they deserve to be. And I think it's like when last season we finished eighth, that wasn't a true reflection of our season. And I don't think fourteenth is as West Ham. He was a lot worse than that. Um, we ended up getting to, to a European semi final uh, against uh, against Roma. Unfortunately, you know, fortunately, obviously, Mourinho liked the referee that refereed that night. Um, but oh, did I say that out loud? Um, but you know, this season they've got to a European um final. Good luck to them in that. Always want British teams to do well, but look, you know, the, 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 it's almost again, are they going to stick with Moyes? Because look, they finished 14th, they could have been relegated. He, he got them, you know, to 214th, they've got to a final. I predicted them to finish ninth, so they were a lot worse than my prediction were. And Brad, you you said it was again. It was just sort of a meh season for them. Yeah, in the Premier League, it was meh. And I think, as good as it is, and I'm with you, Chris. I hope they win it. I think it has been a meh Premier League season because the yeah. rightly the Europa League um, conference has been a priority because I'm not one to turn my nose down at these competitions unlike certain other people and from supporters of certain clubs. But... Um, <coughs> Arsenal fans. Uh, you know, get, you know, you'd be, you'd be well, you'd be, you should be, you know, bending over backwards when a competition like this because you may never win another decent competition in your life so make the most of it. Um, but in a league, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you look what actually kept a team up this season or what nearly potentially kept a club up 36 points, you know, 34 
points could have, well, at one point was keeping us up on 34 points. Again, I think they look over the shoulder and go, for that, in a way. Because, yeah, you can say at the right moment, and it was at the right moment for them, they found a bit of form. It still was a bit indifferent, but they managed to find some form. And in the end, that's what they'll really give a monkey's about, especially uh, if they go on to win it. And I'm sure West Ham fans on a general, if they, whether they go on to win it or not, will probably say it's a good season on that basis. And I, and I totally get that. But from, from a purely Premier League basis, how many more times are they going to need a, uh, a wake-up call with 15 games to go and do just enough to stay up? That's my worry. And that's why, for me, it was like, yeah, you're going to lose Declan Rice, and they've kind of admitted that. David Moyes has admitted that. Um, I don't know what if Rice has said anything. I don't know himself personally. Come up, maybe made a statement. Uh, I don't know what his end of season speech has been like, but they sound resigned to that. That's going to be a big issue for them. Again, they knew it was coming, um, but um, time will tell for them on that one. I just, I think next season is going to be a worry for them. Um, because they won't have somebody like a Leicester having an awful season to prop them up if they have another bad season. I think West Ham fans will probably be very pessimistic at the start of next season, especially if they lose Rice early on and they've not got a replacement in. Yeah. Um, he so that's why like I went mad in the end. Yeah, he, he does look like he's going. Um West Ham United, I mean, I've got to say, their last five games kind of summed their season up. Lost one, lost one, lost. You know what I mean? That that was that was West Ham for you. Um, okay, so let's have a look uh, at the next one up. Oh, my local team down here, and this is what hurts so much. Um, how the hell did a team that got stuffed 9-0 still stay up? I mean, a team that had Scott Parker as their manager, they finished 15th. I said they would finish 19th. And I have to be honest with you, that 19th was based on the fact that Scott Parker was going to be manager. Yeah, and I think you still had them one place higher than they would have finished under Scott Parker. Because the only thing Scott Parker was going to get Bournemouth challenging for was the 11 points challenge by Derby County. And again, unlike certain other teams that we're slowly getting closer and closer to, they made the decision a lot earlier. And it doesn't always work, don't get me wrong. Sometimes they, you sack a manager in a panic run. This this guy had more DNA holding strands of intelligent football in his jacket than he did in his brain sometimes. Um, I don't know where his head was at, thinking he could be the way he was. His interviews were strange for me. Reminds of a certain Southampton manager who took eight weeks to actually manage a club. Um, but we don't talk about him. I've never mentioned him and mocked him for being an awful manager. Um, it was a good season. It wasn't quite... I just, um, wonder, I just wonder if Katie's watching it all. Oh, wow. We'll soon find out, won't we? But no, for me, look, they, they, they again... They had that instant manager bounce, well, assistant manager bounce, I guess you would. Uh, and he did a brilliant job, and he, he maybe proved that when Bournemouth actually showed some fight and intelligence on the football pitch, it was because he gave some extra, uh, 
whispered some instructions and maybe he was telling Scott Parker, maybe try this gaffer, don't be an idiot. You're trying to play, I don't know, seven up front and it's not working. Maybe put them back in, you know, I don't know. Put your Legos in order. Maybe you just organise things a bit better because, you know, when every time they sort of lost a few games, Chris, every thought, oh, well, that's it now. This is it. He'll lose a few more games. He'll get sacked. So they'll bring in someone. This, this, this was it. That was nice. But then he'd get them playing football again. Mm. You know, and I don't begrudge them what happened on the last game of the season. I really don't. It shouldn't come down to us needing another team to win to stay up at the end of the day. No, well, not no. win, win or draw doesn't matter. You know, we shouldn't be relying on other teams' results full stop. So, you know, I don't begrudge them that. He kept picking them up. He's kept them going. He kept them confidence to, to keep gaining points. And, and in the end, from a team that was early doors talked about like Wolves as the team that would go down, you know, they finished 15th. They probably deserved to be a little bit higher because it, if they hadn't had such a bad period, Chris, they potentially would have finished higher than Chelsea this season, the way they were going. Mm. You know, I'd, may, I'd maybe someone like anyone with a brain cell other than Scott Park had to start the season. Okay, they might not have seen what Gary O'Neill could do, but you know what I mean? They might have got a few more points on the board or or something, and yeah, I think they could have earned it up with how bad Chelsea were the season finishing higher, so I thought it was actually a good season. This one, I don't know about it hurting you, but it's, it's going to hurt me. I said, in fairness to them, let me just say this, I mean, Luke's in, and I'm going to say congratulations on staying up. There were a lot of people's favourite to go down, but I I had them finishing on 15th, so they actually let me down because they finished 16th, and you've got them as having a good season. Yeah, look, I'm just going to be short and sweet with this one. I'm going to rip it off like a like a bandage on a on an open wound. I'm just going to rip it off and put the fresh one on. Uh, you know, when you know. Steve Cooper was handed the that's signing lot, of the three. That's a lot, NTTM. Uh, I've got to get yeah. out the right way around. Cheers, buddy. Take care. And uh, sorry, you've got to go to work. Yeah, no worries, mate. It, it is what it is. But yeah, when Steve Cooper um, was handed the the signings of the three thirty three thousand players that they acquired, I did not see... I, I, I honestly, I looked at the size of their, the phenomenal size of their squad, and I, you know, I know that they lost a lot of players because they were a lone team that sort of came up in a way. Um, so they had to make a lot of signings away, but they went a bit overboard, didn't they? It's like they got a really good pay bonus, and they decided to go on Amazon, and they stopped to they didn't stop to think of the total they were, you know, items they were accumulating in the. Uh, Postal and packaging they were putting on. So, um, you'd be forgiven. Um, Luke, who's a Forest fan through and through, he, when he wasn't most optimistic. I saw his predictions, Chris. So, you know, he was fair to think that they wouldn't cope against the obvious teams and, and they surprised it. And they got enough surprising results and did enough in the end, you know, against teams that they were looking at to realistically get their points from, like us, in the end it turned out, and Southampton's and whatnot. They did that as well. So in the end, deservedly so, whether they I had like to admit good it or result, not. Yeah, they did. 
know. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the Arsenal one that yeah. ultimately secured their survival. So in the end, as much as I hate to admit it, they deserve to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, and um, and they did so quite comfortably in the end, in a weird sort of way, given how how it ended up. Um, coming into the last game of the season, and that which you thought they'd be in the talking point for, they were supposed to be in that conversation potentially at the end. They weren't supposed to be, well, they were supposed to be either done or in the talk of relegation. They weren't supposed to be safe. And yeah. whether I like it or not, I do these as far as I can. They have had a good season. So fair play to you, Luke, for all the stick we've given you this season. Your team did good. Steve and says, sorry, Steve says there, Forest fought for every point, and that is the the difference when i watched forest they did fight which is something yeah, we they did. did yeah exactly that they did how many times this season did we probably curse ourselves in the prediction show because we said that forest could win but because we're leicester fans we never went for it yeah. and yeah. we picked That's up the odds. yeah yeah <laughs> well that well you well you know that's that's also probably why we picked up a few bonus points because we braved going for a draw and they made me nicked a point. That that was the difference probably for the season as well. So yeah, they they, they deserve it because they they showed something that we lacked and that was yeah. no matter the result, fight, fight, fight. And like bottom, I said, they showed uh, it in every bottom, game. Bottom four, we come on to now. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans. Unlike the BBC, I'm still going to be with TalkSport next And week. that's the end of the show. We don't want to see that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Everton, uh, they finished 17th. I actually had them predicting that they were going to finish 16th because they started the season. Um, wrong with I, actually meant, I actually meant to put them as awful, not as meh. Turn it he's got them as meh. <laughs> Did well, start... I'm going to talk about them being awful, but no, meh fine, at the same that's time. Fine. Yeah, that was my fault. I thought I'd said it as awful. Yeah. Sorry. Um, they started the season, if memory serves me right, and we've got um, we got James in, who is obviously a, a big Everton fan, season ticket holder. They started the season, I believe, still with, with Lampard in charge, didn't they? Um, yeah, yeah. And they've done, they've done this for two seasons now. Will, I mean, I had them down as 16, so they again did worse than I predicted, although not as bad as the next one. Um, They can't keep doing this and just staying up. Is staying up going to be a curse? Because are the FA finally going to get round, sorry, James, to docking them some points? They're going to have to get some form of repercussions next season. You'd imagine they've got this little bit of hoodwink of, being a Premier League darling, that they'll probably get a hefty fine, which will pop, which may even hinder them. Just it's, look, they're going to do no favors. There is there is horrible times are coming for Everton because the debt they're in, uh, the laws that they are breaking. Um, I'm going to say this right now, especially because I know James is in. He's live with us. Hopefully, he's still here. James? Oh, he is. I've just put a, a post up. Hashtag sat the board, he says. Yeah. Um, James, I'm going to say this now. What I'm about to say about your season is nothing reflecting on your players, your manager, uh, or you, the fans, or you as a football club. This isn't what I think of Everton. This is what I think of the disastrous running of your club. 
this team deserves to go down. In terms of a football team and the way they played the game and the heart they showed, they don't deserve to go down on that basis. No matter what we thought of them, right? No matter what we think of their of, of them as a club or what they deserved, and this is why I say it's awful. I didn't really want to give awful at a first, and I think this is probably why I didn't change it and I meant to change it, and that's why you've got mayor, because I thought that they didn't go down. And it was kind of a mayor season, because you say it's been the last two seasons. Marco Silva had them struggling. That's why they were sacked. Ronald Koeman, who may, many say his signings were the starting of this disaster because he was allowed to free spend. Meh, got, he, he was sacked because they were in dire free fall. So, you know, Rafa Benitez couldn't do any better. In fact, he was very popular on, like, um, them, you know, them YouTubers that in, do impressions of them. I mean, it, they, some of them were pumping out four or five videos um, just mocking the fact that Rafa was agent, Rafa taking them down because of obviously his Liverpool connections. And they, they were mock, they're getting mocked, they're getting laughed. And I think they're kind of hoping that people feel so sorry for them as, as fans and, and, and as a club. But I do, I do, to that point. Are they you don't deserve... Pardon? Are they the new Newcastle? Yeah, they are in terms of their ownership. It's just, I'm not saying they're bad people, and I don't think they are bad people. I just think they've made poor, very, very poor decisions of who they've entrusted to spend money. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a brain size up there. The dice signing has only just by the skin of its teeth paid off, and I don't even think it warranted paying off, to be perfectly honest with you, because they have been bad for so long. And history tells us, Chris, that, yeah, they stayed up. And, yeah, they stayed up for the second season running. But eventually that ground's going to crumble too much. All that shaking on that relegation trap door, ask Sunderland, ask, ask Aston Villa, ask, ask teams like West Brom when they were surviving, surviving, surviving. Ask Portsmouth survived. So. History has a funny habit of repeating itself and they could be the next team that falls through that trap door and maybe yo-yos for a bit or even worse, does what teams have done like Southampton, Leeds and Leicester have done, Chris. We go through the next floor and end up in League One. You know, and, and I fear for the fans of the club that that's going to happen, but you just don't see another way because they ain't even close to being out of the woods, mate. They've got a rusty machete against a 100-foot a tall and a hundred mile yard of shit creek without a paddle of stinging nettles in front of them. And they've got a rusty machete to cut it down with. I don't know how that club's going to cope for the next five to 10 years. And if they don't somehow go down in the next two or three seasons, I will be baffled, mate. It will break my footballing brain. Talking about, breaking footballing brains and breaking hearts and I, I I this is this well I don't know how much longer I can carry on playing you know what? this. I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Grinda. Yes. Um just shows that's that feels even more embarrassing now, doesn't it? Look yeah. I mean I I had a um 
I had us down as eight, so I wasn't predicting you know, even predicting European football for us again. I obviously forgot to put the one in front of that. I was just about to say it's just a shame <laughs> you didn't put the one in your prediction. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have got any more points for it, but look, yeah, we finished 18th, we're back down in the championship. Uh, apparently, they're reporting that we've gone back in for Potter and that we've basically said, Look, you know, basically, we've said to him, Name your price. Uh, but I just want to say something that um, to people said here the other day, Top said he would learn by his mistakes. One of those was throwing big money at a Liverpool reject manager, but now he's trying to throw big money at a Chelsea reject manager. He won't learn. Uh, some folk just can't. I mean, you've got to forget that he is a Liverpool reject. Uh, sorry, uh, a Chelsea reject. He was very much a Brighton um, success. And we are not Chelsea, but we are on a par with... Well, we were on a par with Brighton. Yeah, but then I'll throw it back to you that Brendan Rodgers was a success with Swansea. The well, South Coasty no, team. Not really as much as, as... Well, I don't know. I mean, really, was Potter... I mean, he kept them in the Premier League, sure, but he only stayed around for the first two months of this Champions, uh, this Europa League season campaign. Zerbery did the majority of the work to get them there. He never actually really did anything better than 16th for a while. So, I don't know, mate, it's similar patterns. They finished ninth last season, didn't lose in the last five. Oh, okay. Okay, so they had one good season and and then bailed on them. So... Uh, well, then we, we, right. then we Brandon Rogers did that with Swansea, did he not? He got them up and bailed on straight away. So. I don't. Oh, well, I, I can't. I'm, I can't go that. I, don't, I haven't got that up. But would also say that you know Brendan wasn't that good at Celtic because there was, wasn't even a Rangers there for most of his time. Yeah, so, and Graham Potter learned learned his trades of winning silverware the exact same style. In a Swedish league, there was the team that always won it. So, yeah. <laughs> We're going to agree to disagree on this one, but what we can both agree on, it was fucking awful. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, let's cheer ourselves up. Let's talk about Leeds. <laughs> Let, let's cheer ourselves up because um, I think we deserve this. Yes, <laughs> that's not cheered us up, nothing will. Uh, yeah, it was it was awful for us. We held on to uh, to to well, we held we held on to to well. I'm going to say it, and then I'll just I can play this straight away. Bellend. Bellend. We held on to it much too long. Um, uh, as as uh, James said, you know why the hell we didn't go in for Daesh earlier. Who knows whether he could have done anything or not. I think he'd have certainly given the players a kick up the arse. But, uh, look, we didn't finish bottom or, or second from bottom. Second from bottom goes to uh, to Leeds. Now, I, in fairness, had projected Leeds, predicted Leeds to finish 20th. And they finished 19th. Um, and I'm like, well, that was a bit close. Uh you, you had them as meh, was it a kind of what we accept, expected, I think, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, for all intents and purposes, they were awful. But when you kind of said, base it off where I expected them to finish, they were awful. Jesse Marsh was hilariously bad. I, I did not hide my opinions towards Jesse Marsh. I never sat on that fence, I could tell you that much. 
Uh, and then, you know, they, they did it. Anything Leicester can do, why does everybody want to outclasses? I don't think Reeds, Leeds United kind of understood what that meant because what they did is they went, oh, you think it was too late to sack your manager? Well, look what we're going to do. <laughs> and they gave Big Sam four games to save a season when they were like six points behind. Like, what are you doing? You nearly tried to do the relegation the last time you were in the Premiership with the same way. You're trying to blow all your money before you go down. Very strange. It was an awful season, but was I surprised? No. Because Marsh... Um, yeah, exactly. The Garcia added it. It's like, did you learn? No, we're going to leave Garcia in. We're going to give Garcia the, the, the job. Mm. So you're not going to learn. You're not going to get... Okay, okay, well done, Leeds. You relegated yourself. And I kind of expected it. I was the same, mate. I had them in the relegation zone. I just... I, didn't like who they had in charge. He didn't inspire me. And it's just leads. Just <sighs> at least we know we're going to have six points with us next season. <laughs> um, last one. We're at the bottom. Uh, I didn't predict the bottom. I predicted. I put these as awful, Chris. I didn't say meh. Did you not? I know I did. Yeah, I, I made. I don't know why, the, mate, if it's come across to you as Matt, I don't know why, because these were the throw promotion I used with Yuck being the awful badge. Uh, and then you told me to word it, so maybe I've not put the right word across in my second copy of it. I do apologise, I've done this to you twice, this is me. You can't get the staff these days. I know, I can't. I, I'll hire me, I'll find me assistant. You're fired, see? It's done. Yeah, now I'm just Good. looking here... Uh, Leeds United, Met, Southampton, Met. I thought you'd gone for Met because it was what we expected, you know. I mean, yes, they had an awful season, but that was what we expected of them. Nobody really thought they were going to do any better than they did, so it was pretty much that's that's why I'm guessing you'd, you'd gone for Met. Yeah, I think my first instinct was more on... Can we just talk about how awful they were, though, Chris? They were like throw up all for they were embarrassing in, in fairness they beat us twice well yeah that shows how bad that's why we were awful Chris <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah I think sadly they were a team that wasn't any spite towards them it was just you got beat 9-0 twice and yeah granted you stayed up but you never improved and that old Southampton way eventually cost you. I mean, can I ask the question right now? And, and we turned the, down the offer to sign him, or we put a bit. I, I, I know we were linked with him at some point. Che Adams is who I want about. I've mean, waited to remember the name properly before I said it. Che Adams, right? And we turned him down, or, or, or we didn't, but, you know, didn't bid too much yeah, to Southampton to bid more. That. It was a local lad that went on via other clubs, I think. Yeah, because he was at Birmingham. That's where they signed him from. And I think we were like, mm, maybe we should get him. And because he was local, everybody kind of got a bit hype around him. Um, but why did they think he would keep him up? I don't know what he's done that Southampton fans, maybe they're a bit deluded and blinded because it's been so bad for them this season. I don't know, but why are they so insistent? So he played, um, his youth career was Highfield Rangers, Coventry City, St Andrews and Oadby Town. His senior career was Oadby Town, Ilkeston, Sheffield United, Birmingham City, Southampton. 123 appearances. 
in fairness for Southampton, but only twenty five goals. Not a great. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know where this false hype Southampton fans keep trying to give to him. I don't know if he's one of them that he's really nice in person and he tries, but he's just got the shooting ability of um, Akin Bai. Um, you know, the fans want him to do well, but he just won't do well. Because 25 in over 100 appearances in the Premier League, you'd expect that from a midfielder maybe and go, oh, OK, he's not actually that bad. He can chip in with five or so goals a season at, or whatever. At Birmingham, he had 116 appearances and only well, he scored 34 there. That was the challenge. Yeah, but that's not too much more, is it, really, Chris? And you think that's in the league below as well. So I don't know where, because why were you relying on that to, 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 to keep you up? Why were you allowing Danny Ings to go to Villa, who's now, you know, and then he's gone on to West Brock? Yeah, why weren't you bringing someone like that and keeping them in or whatever? I don't They've never made much sense. And this was probably sad in a way as well because you just saw it coming a mile off. The fact that Southampton fans came to the season and went, going to get relegated. They, mm. they, they, their fate was at least something they were able to accept 15 games ago, not game week 38 like we had to. You know, that's what they, they, they were fine in a way with relegation. Game, game week 20. Seven or twenty-eight or something like that. You know what I mean? You know, you know close to ten games left. Yes, they were just so bad. <sighs> well, there it is. Uh, I want to leave you, and I've not suddenly found religion or anything, but I just want to leave you with two thoughts for the day, um, because you know we, we're going to need togetherness. We're going to need fight. We're going to need spirit, pride in the shirt next season, uh, and I've got to say. Uh, there is no I in team, they say. But if you are Leicester City, there is a James Madison. Uh, but I know, I know he will be going. But I'm sorry, that's how I perceived his season to be. Uh, and my second thought that I want to leave you with is there is an I in team. Um, it's, it's actually hidden in the a hole. Now, when I actually Google translated uh, a hole in Google Translate, it came up as hidden in the Yuri Tielemans. <clears throat> I'll leave you with that one. Brad! <laughs> no comment, know, sir. You know it's true. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll let you get yourself in hot water for that one, mate, if Facebook please come for you for a false translation. I didn't have nothing to do with it, officers. It's on recording live. This is my statement. <laughs> The views of Left Until I Die D TV do not necessarily represent those of Brad Perkis. You know? Yeah, but, uh, but you know, you know how how near the mark I am with both of those. Uh, well, Brad, yeah, let's say that much. It, it's been a long, long uh, season. It's been an even longer week. You've been here every uh, every night with me. I really, really do appreciate it. Look, we're going to have a few weeks off now, but next week we're going to be sorting out the quiz channel. And mm -hmm. don't forget, yep. guys, if you do like a quiz channel, get on over there now uh, to um, top 10 battles it is at the moment. But get over there because we are going to be rebranding it as LTID TV, the quiz channel. I'm looking forward to it, Brad. But look, mate, thank you so, so much for uh, all your support this week. Really do appreciate it. It's been therapy. 
Yeah, it has. Despite the season, the club's gone on to have, and our team's gone on to have. It has. I have enjoyed doing the shows with you, Chris. They have been fun to do because um, I think we've always been as fair and as honest as possible. And not everybody's agreed with everything we said, but that's the joys of football. As long as they're constructive in what they say, we're, we're always happy to hear what everybody's got to to say and question us on certain things. And I, I have enjoyed the shows as 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 themselves. Just a shame that uh, mm. just a shame the way it ended in terms of league position. It has, um, but look, as, as quick as you rise, you can go down just as quickly, and that is football. And I've got to say. Well done to Luton Town on coming up. Burnley, look, they've been there before. Great season for Burnley. Well done on winning it. Sheffield United, they're up and down like the proverbial buys knickers. But Luton Town, what what a story. I know they're going to have to do a lot of work on the ground. But, you know, they, they, they were cheated out of it last year. I don't care what you say, Luke. I'm sorry. They were cheated out of it last year. They got it this... I oh, know it wasn't then Luton, was it? It was Huddersfield. Huddersfield. I just feel uh, Luton lost in the semis, didn't they? That was it. Um, I'm so glad to see a team like Luton doing well and coming up. Yeah, I am. And do you know what I'm looking forward to the most, Chris? It's not it's not Kenworth Road being a Premier League ground. Do you know what I'm looking forward to? Live on Sky, Friday night, they're playing the opening game of the season. They've got Spurs away, so they're going to start the season with three points, right? And they already know that. That's like a given. We know Spurs will lose to them if it's the opening game of the season. And then there's a penalty shout and the referee has to go down the tunnel, out the left, come onto the, the, the street corners, go into Betty's at number three, go open up for Sky and Sky Plus and, and just rewind the instant for a VAR check for possible handball in the box and just use that remote at Betty's at number three. <laughs> and that's how we're going to get given our VAR decisions at Canada Road. But I'm here for it, mate. It's going to be... Betty's just leaving the back door key under the mats on match day so they can come in quickly if she's not there. She's got popped to shots. It's all right. They can get in that way. She's going to be a very popular woman, Betty, isn't she? Talking of which, no VAR next season. Yes. Looking forward. You dare. EFL, you dare introduce it next season. I'm going to put a bomb under your place. (laughs) Brad, look, mate, I'll speak to you next week because we've got to sort the channel out. But thank you very, very much for everything you've done this season. And um, obviously becoming LTID TV too next season. No worries, mate. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the new journey. I'm looking forward to hosting quizzes for you guys. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, them because you're bloody rubbish when you take part in them. (laughs) Yeah, but we all know I also forget to bring the answers to some of them. So you know, I'll improve. I'll improve. You know, I know, uh, I know. I'm quizzes and I accept that, so I don't go on any. <laughs> I know. You think I'm a sucker for punishment that way, but I, I am. But there we go. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to doing it, Chris. I'm looking forward to um starting the, the new quizzes or re, well re, re revitalizing the quizzes of before and, and doing that. And obviously I'm gonna be Still doing this. Don't worry, guys. You thought you're gonna lose me forever. No, Chris isn't Chris hasn't been able to negotiate enough for me to move over completely permanent. So you're stuck with me again next season for the football. Honestly, he believes that everybody. He believes that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's funny that you're setting up this new channel and yet I've just brought Katie in. Mm. Oh, 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 wait. <laughs> get my, so we'll get my agent on the phone. What do you mean if I've got an agent? 
<laughs> Mate, I will speak to you next week and I will we'll be doing specials during the summer, I am sure. Thank you so much, mate. All the best and uh, and thanks for everything. Yeah, no worries, mate. Take care, everybody, and do all your good stuff, people. Leave your subscriptions and your likes on your way out. Good man. Take care. Take care, mate. Uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Brad. Um, I would usually do at the end of all these shows the coming up next, but I don't think I've got anything coming up next. We are going to be doing hopefully trying to do a championship preview of who we're going to be meeting. So sort of not who's going to be finishing where because it's it's too early to do those. But a trying to get a a, a fan in from a championship club that can go through. Um, the clubs that are down there and, and talk to us about them. Look, thanks to everybody for this last season. Thanks to everybody who supported this week. Please do subscribe to the channel. The more subscriptions, it does help. One ninety nine if you want to become a member. So thanks to thanks to Brad. Thanks to everybody that was in the chat. James, Luke, Steve, um, uh, everybody else that was in there. Uh, Anthony's just popped in with the usual Arsenal shit. Uh, just leave it at that. Um, and mate, you are welcome to him. I will drive him there for you. If you want a show pony to go with the rest of your show ponies, he's the man for you. Uh, thank you to everybody that's been listening on the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or Steve, um, Steve, so, or Google. I'm forgetting, I'm on Apple iTunes um, and, of course, Spotify. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you so very much. Please do subscribe, like the video, click the notification bell. And for just one ninety nine, if you're good old English pounds a month, do what Steve did and become a member. It really does help. This has been an awful season. Let's not lie. But it also, this has been LTID TV. I've been Chris. This is Arnie. Thanks for all your support, guys. See you soon. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.